This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello, everyone. I'm Tracy Koga. And if you're like me, I cannot believe how fast summer is flying by. So we're going to take the next few weeks to look back at summer of 2022 when things were back to normal and we could have guests right here in our studio. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Hugh at Home, and we are on set here, and my special guest today is a good friend, and although we were talking before, Krishna, I guess maybe it's been a year since we were at Nine Rounds, not doing a workout, but talking about this documentary, about your life, and what you've gone through, range of emotion, and let's just say that this has taken a range of going up and a way beyond probably what you've expected. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the documentary has been seen in film festivals, and now you have more news. Yeah, so uh, we found out actually by accident, because <laughs> the contract we have with, uh, one of the prizes we won at one of the film festivals was a distribution license, or a deal, mm -hmm. and so they were working on deals and we didn't know, right? Oh. So they don't really keep good communication, but I'm still very grateful. Uh, we kind of stumbled upon it on one of the YouTube things that we thought someone stole our documentary. <laughs> we had it taken down, and then uh, we found out that was them. Like they sold it to uh, uh, a YouTube channel called King of Docs, and so it's on there right now on YouTube. It's called Range of Emotion, with the brackets around the E, so you have to mm -hmm. type it in that way. Uh, yeah, so it's on. It's been on there for a couple of weeks before I found out. And wow. yeah, and uh, we thought someone had stolen our idea, so we had it taken down. Then we had to get it, put it back up because they contacted us and said, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. And it, it's on several other platforms, but I don't know what they are right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I won't know till September, uh, till I get my report. So well, top secret, but at least it's out there and people are are seeing it. Yeah. And I guess let's go back and talk about the documentary. Why did you want to do it? And I guess, of course, share your story. Well, okay, so I have schizophrenia, and um, I think it's not well known about. And there are many people who suffer with it, and half the time uh, when you are really sick with it at the time where you really don't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So there's no one to speak for that person. Um, and I really would have appreciated it if, if something like this was out uh, for me, uh, when I was going through these tough times, because you feel like you're alone. And a, a lot of times I didn't really leave my house for almost 15 years. So I can't imagine uh, going through life doing a little bit better now and not trying to do something about it. 
mm -hmm. um, or at least in some way help those who are maybe younger, uh, struggling and don't know um, that they're not alone and that it's normal to feel the way that they're feeling because of that illness, but also how to use the illness to their advantage in a way where they can be really productive again and, and, and that they should never give up hope because um, it can feel hopeless at, at times. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, what was it like, I guess, for you doing this journey of documenting your life? You're really putting your whole self out there. Was there a lot of self-doubt in the process? Um, well, uh, for me, I figured like m my life is maybe a little unique, but most people have some traumas and most people just keep them hidden, mm -hmm. right? So I thought the way to probably gain people's trust is just to reveal what's there so that they can connect in some way uh, with the documentary, even if they don't have the illness. But yes, there was a lot of things I was like, I don't know if I want to share this. <laughs> and I don't want to go into too much detail with it. Uh, you know, but, uh, and then there were things that just wouldn't, because of time, mm -hmm. uh, fit in there. But I think the most important parts got in there. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit revealing and it's, it's something for when I watch, sometimes I relive some of those problems that I had and it's a little bit hard on me. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very necessary because other people, uh, you know, who have this illness or maybe different problems in their life also go through things like this or similar or in some way. And you should never be ashamed of what happens to you. Uh, you should, uh, in my opinion, I feel that um, sometimes we struggle, but it's what we do after, mm -hmm. right? What you do after is always important or at the present. So make yourself stronger, make yourself better. Put yourself in a position where you can enjoy your life. And that's kind of where I'm trying to um, do with my life. And I'm hoping um, other people will do that, uh, especially if they're struggling at the time that they see that there's an, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And that their story is part of a bigger story. It's not just what they've existed in uh, to that point. Right. There's more to tell. For you, Krishna, uh, looking back, was it a person, was it a moment, or was it an event or whatever that really was the trigger to put you on the right track? Well, one, yeah, so there was uh, my diabetes when I got very heavy. So I got to over 300 pounds and I had a 60 inch waist. And for those who maybe don't know, um, not long before that, I was like a champion bodybuilder. So I had a 25 inch waist and I looked great. <laughs> I had hair too. I don't have hair now, but that's the, the well, okay, no, that's another conversation. <laughs> that's, that's something else. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was a little depressing, I guess, to go from one extreme to the next. Uh, but I ended up getting diabetes at, uh, with blood sugar at 22, pretty much every day and a heart condition. And so the doctor kind of my doctor sat me down and said, you likely won't live past two years. He said, I'd be surprised if you even make it for two months. He says, but if you right now, he said, you'd have to start today, work really hard and maybe you could stretch your life out a little bit longer. So that's what I did. I just, uh, I just started walking honestly and eating better. And the first month I lost 30 pounds, second month, another 30 pounds. And it kind of averaged that, excuse me for, about six months and I lost most of the weight. And uh, in my mind, I was like, I might as well 
at least attempt uh, to prolong my life, at least, you know, sort of like die trying, you know, at least, instead of just rolling over. And that's kind of how I went about it, and uh, it worked out. Like, I didn't actually expect it to really work out the way it did, but it worked it out did. a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and it's almost like you have to hit rock bottom to really bring yourself back up. Mm. Now, what would you like to do, or are, are you doing, you know, more kind of community work to get awareness out about schizophrenia? Yeah, so on my social media, especially on the, um, the one with range of emotion, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, especially the Instagram one I use, uh, I get a lot of private messages there, and even on my uh, personal one. And from there, I like to uh, talk to people. Um, there's been a few communities that I've sent the documentary to. Mm -hmm. uh, so one was an AA group. Uh, I don't want to mention, you know, yeah. you know, any specifics or anything. Uh, there was a university uh, class that uh, viewed my um, my documentary as well. There's so there's been a few places I've sent it. Mm -hmm. um, I've had really good feedback from those who have the illness. So sometimes I'll encounter someone um, who I can I can sort of tell right away if, if there's something not right if they have mm -hmm. something similar, and I'll start talking to them and. Uh, send them the documentary and it really made a big difference in one fellow's life. Um, he started going to the gym uh, and you know messaging me about diet and stuff so it became like something that he had goals for mm -hmm. and it was really refreshing uh, and encouraging for me too not just for him uh, and he showed his uh, he had a viewing uh, zoom I guess zoom viewing where he had multiple people watching the documentary with him so that they would understand it. So mm -hmm. it's it's been something that, at least for me, that was probably the bigger, the biggest reward was seeing that person mm -hmm. and uh, seeing it uplift them. Wow. What are some of the common things, misconceptions, that oh. people have? And how do we, how do we make life better? Okay, so some of the misconceptions is that a person with schizophrenia is automatically violent or un, like very unpredictable. Uh, now, okay, if they're not on medicine, uh, they might be a little unpredictable, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's an unpredictable, violent person. Most people who have it, like myself, I was the kind of person that would probably go and hide somewhere or avoid uh, confrontation. Mm -hmm. There are very few cases where a person is more aggressive. so. Medication is very important. So th there's those misconceptions there. Uh, so half the time the person is extremely harmless. And in fact, uh, they're scared of everyone, basically. Mm -hmm. um, what a person can do is there's a lot of energy there, a lot of anxiety, and learning how to put it into something that's useful. So if a person who has uh, schizophrenia uh, medicates through other avenues like um, you know, drinking or drugs, that's not a good avenue because mm -hmm. it's not productive. Mm -mm. You're not going to make a good decision doing that. It's not going to improve your life. But if you go to the gym or you start exercising or you start painting or you do something where you can put your passion and energy into that, because there's a lot of energy there, if you focus it, uh, it doesn't even really matter what it is. As long as it's productive, mm -hmm. you can be really productive. You can be really focused and less things will distract that person because they'll be doing what they like. Right. So if they can find that thing, 
uh, that they like. Maybe it starts with actually just something that's not as productive as far as money making, like walking outside, enjoying the scenery, but it can turn into that. That's how it was for me. Right. Yeah. So that's what I, what I would suggest. And as far as, I guess, where you are today, I mean, there are still struggles, right? Yeah, <laughs> lots. <laughs> we all have struggles, yes. right? There's yeah. nobody without. That's why uh, it's very relatable. Uh, the only thing is I can be a little unbalanced sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard to uh, keep myself in, because I got to keep myself in check. Right? The first thing you got to do is take responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I have an illness. It's not someone else's illness. So it's mine. And I have to keep a uh, check on myself that I'm being balanced. Mm -hmm. uh, or in the degree that I can be balanced, uh, where it's not uh, affecting other people in a negative way. So there, there's a challenge there. The other challenge is being consistent. So someone with uh, these illnesses can be inconsistent. Uh, so they have to form a routine or a habit of going to work, um, having the amount of work that they can properly handle, not taking on more than they really can handle. Mm -hmm. So. A person like that might, uh, or like myself, might want a smaller shift. Right. Right, mm -hmm. where uh, they know they can do that. Mm -hmm. And then if they have a flexible boss like I have at nine rounds, <laughs> <laughs> shameless yeah. plug, uh, uh, then you can maybe add on a couple hours here and there if right. you're feeling good. Yeah. And uh, that person then can thrive. Yeah. So is every day different? And, and is that kind of an anxiety, like um, what's... What's my day going to be like? Waking no, up? no, no. Honestly, I <laughs> my days are pretty boring, so and I keep <laughs> them that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically go to the gym, you know, eat, uh, go to work, and uh, maybe talk to a few friends. Mm -hmm. And I keep it very simple. I don't go in places where uh, I'm not ready for, or not yes. comfortable, or it's a little bit chaotic. Yes. I don't want to be in a chaotic situation, so. You I measure it out. Yes. Yeah, I try to have like uh, comfortable limits on things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to go and, uh, you know, do the odd thing. I right. just got to measure it out, make sure my energy is good enough for that. Right. Well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but hey, you know what? Congratulations and what a success. So we're going to come back. I want to talk more about your passion, bodybuilding, craziness, but... Um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about how it really helped you, but also how it can help other people. Maybe not even people with living with a mental illness. It could be just anybody, right, having mm -hmm. goals. So we'll come back and we'll talk with Krishna more about that. But in the meantime, we are going to show you the trailer of Range of Emotion. Not the full doc, but... Uh, and obviously you can see it on some platforms <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, more to come in September when Krishna actually gets the names of all of that. But hey, it's a beautiful documentary, so let's take a look. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, my name is Krishna Mankasing. I've been suffering with uh, schizophrenia for over 20 years. 
So looking back, obviously, you know, some years have passed. Uh, when I first met Chris, I didn't know he had schizophrenia. I just saw a big guy working nights at the gym who was approachable, teaching me things. And then I think it was a couple weeks after I met him, he said, oh, by the way, I have schizophrenia. If, if, if I can deal with this, I can help you deal. I can teach you the tools you need to become a better, better self. And he really did. Um, and it wasn't until later I told him, hey, by the way, you know, I know about schizophrenia. My father had it or has it. Uh, I've observed some very drastic changes in his life. Um, I'm 26, so I was kind of able to see each portion of it uh, through his adulthood. Um, I'll bet some of it from a young age. Um, but yeah, it's changed quite drastically. I've seen him uh, both accomplish many things and also uh, struggle very hard with certain problems. I started out when I was very young, and I noticed that he was in very good shape. He was going into competitions, all of these different things. And then I can't really pinpoint where it was, but it just started to change. I don't know if it's around the time he went to the doctor and got diagnosed. or I know his weight gain started a lot when he had started taking medication. I recall him saying it acted as kind of like a tranquilizer or something for him. And that's pretty much why the weight gain happened. And then when he got into his late 30s, uh, he changed medications. And with regards to the change with medications, the person that I knew from 16 started coming back. The person that was outgoing, the person that was um, straightforward, <laughs> the person who was loving. And that's just continued to this day. It's just gotten better, more out there. He's become more of the person he was, just more confident and wiser. I wish I'd met him years earlier. I mean. The, the things I could have done. We could have helped each other. Him tell me the struggle, how it was for when, you know, the medication, how he was stu basically stuck on a couch for 20 years of his life. Mr. Manitoba, Mr. Manitoba in 1998, to go from that to being stuck where he was, basically in a coffin of his own body for two decades and coming back to, you know, competing again. Like, who does that? He did it. If he can do that, what can I do with my life? He helped me overcome so much. I don't think he understands that. Like, I'm sure he does, but he, he really, I don't know where I would be without this man.
welcome back to Hugh at Home. My guest is Krishna Magazine. And Krishna, the trailer is is great, but the documentary is is so so riveting. And you know, to actually know you mm. now, it it makes it even more so. Big part of the story is your bodybuilding, and it is a passion. And probably, like you mentioned too, or and talking about it, it's something that has set your mind on something and um, but you'd been doing this at a young age so how has that kind of parlayed to into where you are today okay so uh, actually honestly to to be truthful with you if I hadn't done it at a young age I wouldn't have had the belief that I could do it at an older age so mm -hmm. those of you who are younger and thinking about doing something if you can do it you should do it because you never know what will happen in your future. If something bad happens or something, your life changes in some way, you may never be able to do that competition or play, that, play in that soccer league or whatever it is, right? Mm. Interesting. So that's something that uh, I really encourage, especially younger people to do. If they have the opportunity to do something, they should take the advantage and do it because you never know, right? And it, for me, it, it really saved my life. Like It literally saved it. Because as I was losing this weight, and the reason why I was able to lose the weight so, so efficiently was literally because I had the knowledge of bodybuilding mm -hmm. and how to eat correctly um, for weight loss and uh, how to build my body um, and how to do it in the most efficient way. So, so that really is a skill that I had from when I was younger. And then when I came back into it, I knew that I had good genetics already, so I already knew of certain things. I didn't know that I would be good at it again, to be honest, but I knew that I could be up there. I know I could do it. So um, it was something that gave me a goal. Uh, having that goal made me go to the gym, and I realized I'm going to be in front of all these strangers in, in a very revealing uh, outfit, so I think I should be in shape. <laughs> I don't want to be up there and not look the part, you know. So it was a lot of practice, and it takes your mind off when you focus on something like that, uh, where it is about yourself. It's self-discovery. Uh, where's your limits? How hard can you work? You know, so there's a lot of good things that come from bodybuilding. Um, and it's something that gives you something back. Mm -hmm. So after you do something like that, you can help other people uh, achieve that as well, or understand what it takes to, to win. And you can use that in other aspects of life. So you develop a discipline and a good work ethic mm -hmm. from uh, doing these things. So now, and I take it that you have done this all naturally, or do you take, like, I mean, and let's be honest here, right? Yep. Oh, bodybuilding, it's, you know, the steroids, it's the illegal drugs, it's this, that, and everything else. And that could wreak havoc, right, with mm -hmm. your condition. So the honest truth is that the first uh, two years mm -hmm. was all natural. Mm -hmm. and uh, I liked it actually better than what I'm doing currently. Mm -hmm. So it was more enjoyable to do it that way, but because I'm older, yes. I had to work out eight hours a day. And when you're older, you can't work out eight hours a day. <laughs> Your body can't recover. So it actually started damaging my lungs from yeah. doing, because my body started eating itself, right? And so my doctor actually mentioned to me, uh, it's probably not healthy for you even to do this naturally. Mm -hmm. So I talked to him and I said, well, what if I took something to help me recover, like steroids? Um, and so I started doing that and I could take my workout down uh, to three to four hours a day. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because the medication I take puts weight, puts a lot of weight on. And so I've been a lot healthier, believe it or not, doing it that way. Um, I don't think it's something that someone should do for a long period of time, uh, competing in bodybuilding, because I don't think that that's probably healthy. And if you don't have the knowledge of how to combat some of the side effects mm-hmm. with your diet and things like that, because there's certain things you need to eat in order to keep your arteries and all that stuff clean. So there's a lot to know about it. You shouldn't just dive into something with no knowledge, no training, um, or just listen to a coach or something like that. You should actually ha- be prepared that there are going to be side effects and consequences. Okay, so what should we be eating to have clean arteries? <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, when you're taking uh, certain steroids, they destroy your good cholesterol. Right. Right. So you just got bad cholesterol in there. Plus, your body's producing extra blood. So it's trying to pump more blood through arteries that are easier to get clogged. Mm-hmm. So number one, you've got to make sure you're eating low fat, except mm-hmm. you want good fats. Right. That's the one that's going to clean out your arteries, actually. Okay. So like fish oils, things like that. So if you can supplement with, uh, a, a, like if you're eating a lot of fish, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you're on these things, you probably need, uh, you know, three to 6,000 milligrams of fish oil. Okay. So it's like six tablets a day. Yeah, and then you smell like a fish after. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you don't want to smell like a fish, don't do them. You know, yeah. don't do that stuff. So, and you are going to be competing coming yes. up. Yeah, uh, I qualified. Fall. So I did a contest uh, last November and uh, I got second. So I think when you place top three, you qualify for the nationals. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing uh, Toronto nationals on October 6th. Wow. So if you win, you get a pro card. I, I don't really have my hopes for that or anything. I just want to have the experience of it and, uh, you know, bring what my best to date yeah. look will be. So I, hopefully I can do that. Is your mind in a different headspace, obviously, than it was when you were 20? Yes. Mm-hmm. When I was 20, it was all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Now this is just part of life. This mm-hmm. is not the most important part of life. It's just part of life, right? It's... I want a life that's worthwhile and that's not only bodybuilding, but bodybuilding is a, you know, is a big part of it because it helps my life have some kind of structure, but it's not, yeah, it's not the only thing. Uh, I, I like to use the bodybuilding to, like I said, for the documentary to help people. It helps me with my work because I'm a trainer, a personal trainer, uh, the head trainer at nine round. Um, I also do online training, those kind of things. So. Um, it helps me in other aspects of life too. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make money from doing what I uh, enjoy doing and what I'm good at doing and what I can truly help people achieve things uh, that way. Um, I like to be able to use that, you know, that knowledge I have to help others. Wow, well you're certainly on the right track through all of this as you're sitting here and you're sharing again your story, but um, you gotta feel a little proud of where you now are how far you've come. Uh, it, it really is, is a great story and um, you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. Actually, uh, I'd have to say yes. And I am proud, but sometimes I forget um, what I've been through, uh, to be honest with you. I, I remember now and again, because it feels like this has been the, where my life is. Mm-hmm. The other stuff almost feels like it's a memory, which is actually kind of good in some ways. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't want to let my, not like I have this crazy success, but like where the way I've turned it around, I don't want it to get to my head where I would feel, you know, like, hey, I, I'm the only one who can do this. I think everybody, literally, 
if they give themselves a chance and they believe in themselves, can do whatever they want to do in life as long as they focus on that. So um, I really hope uh, other people will believe in themselves, you know, mm -hmm. rather than other things externally and things like that. Like, number one, believe in yourself. Know that you can trust yourself. Know that you can follow your own guidance sometimes or somebody else's guidance if you need that to get to where you're going. Yeah. So lastly, is there anybody that you want to thank or people that you would like to oh, thank? There's a lot of people. Uh, so my boss, Tim, mm -hmm. from Nine Round, uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to make the documentary. Uh, he helped me uh, understand how to remortgage the house and things like that so that I could make the documentary. Uh, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do that. He's, uh, he's not only the owner of Nine Rounds, he's a mortgage broker, I guess. So, <laughs> so he had a little bit of information. Yeah, yeah he helped me out there. Uh, David Kinsella, uh, I wouldn't have learned how to communicate correctly uh, because my communication skills were just lost from not talking to anyone for 15 years. So there's that. Uh, I mean, without him, I would not be able to communicate a documentary to anyone. Uh, I mean, I have so many friends, and they all know who they are. Um, and, and, like, I appreciate every single one of them. Um, they've supported me in so many ways. Uh, I've given to them what I can, mm -hmm. and it's come right back to me. So um, there's been a few people instrumental in, in this, but, um, yeah, these... These people are precious, and I really hope for uh, others when they need help that there's people in their lives, too, that can, can do that. Yeah, well, and we all need help, and we all need support. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely congratulations. I think you're well on your way to success. Fingers crossed yeah. that you win the Nationals. Oh. <laughs> and then hang your hat up, okay? No yeah. more bodybuilding. I'm so. just saying that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but it's been such a pleasure and a joy. And it's, hey, a Winnipeg guy making it good. Thank you so much, Krishna. You're welcome. Thank you as well for your time. And thank you, all of you out there, for watching Hugh at Home. And as always, stay safe and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Oh!
Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.